Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sovereign Self with your host, Zofia Renee Morales where we weave spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Our guest today is Yolandi Bell. She's a South African who currently lives and works on cruise ships marketing luxury goods. She grew up in central South Africa in the region of Drakensburg and spent much of her time in her youth on the beautiful coastline, beaches, and on African safaris, counting the big five. She graduated from the University of Stellenbosch near Cape Town with a degree in business and went on to receive a postgraduate diploma in merchandise analysis. While she was working in that job and growing frustrated in her cubicle, she learned from a friend that there was a possibility to work on cruise ships. And as her frustration grew, she decided to take her chances and swapped out her career for a life at sea, which has led her down some very interesting roads. So welcome, Yolandi. It's good to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's very nice to be with you. Excellent. I know a lot of our listeners, uh, well, not just our listeners, but the people outside of us look at spiritual people frequently and say... Well, they were just built that way. They came with it all turned on and comfortable in their skins. And that process is not always that way. And some of us have some very interesting backgrounds. So I'd like to ask you a little bit about what was your, excuse me, your life like as you were coming up as a child? Were you intensely religious or how, how did that play out? You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because people think they're spiritual people and they're not spiritual people and you're either born one or the other. And it's, uh, it's absolutely not true. As we know, everybody is. It's just a matter of are you tapping into it or not? And so, no, as a child, I grew up um, in a community that was devoutly religious. Our, up, our background, our, basically our heritage is Dutch and English uh, for my culture. And, um, and so the Protestant faith came with that. And we, uh, all of my friends, their parents that I grew up with, the thing to do was to go to church on Sunday. And uh, if you were not Christian, it was a bit of a weird thing. You know, you were tolerated if you were a different religion. But for the most part, um, in my small town, uh, which was basically at the foothills of this beautiful mountain range, the Drakensberg Mountain, which basically translates to the Dragon's Mountain, um, which I guess is probably one of the most spiritual places we have in our country, uh, coincidentally. But yes, and so my family and I would uh, always have really deep intellectual conversations, whether it's about politics, religion, um, people in general, uh, anthropology even you know my grandmother was an avid reader probably read a book a week and um we all just realized at some point that you know religion doesn't serve us but it wasn't something that my parents were willing to discuss with their friends or that we really opened up about because you could lose business in our small town if you were not considered religious you my father might lose business he was a very good businessman is still and so it's something that my parents or my family didn't speak about, but they weren't. And we all became, uh, I would say, atheist at the time. Now, atheist to me, and I, uh, this is just my opinion on what I considered atheist at the time, was completely detached from spirituality. So I did a, a 180. I went from a religious life to a completely non-religious, non-spiritual, non-anything kind of life. And... Um, that was a little bit of a, I would say, a dull period. It was my scientific period of my life, but it was, uh, it was a little bit dull. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So, yes, that's my upbringing in terms of uh, before I, I was spiritually aware. Hmm. So, tell me what you mean by dull. Um, detached is probably the word, and even emotionally so. And I don't think that I realized that spirituality actually had that much to do with my emotional uh, uh, emotional awareness 
I, I, I would say, because it's only through my spiritual awakening and my spiritual growth that I've been able to unearth emotional issues that I may have had. And it's not like I grew up with huge problems or huge issues. It's just, I think all people go through things in life and they don't know how to explain it or they don't know how to deal with it. And then it just, you just suppress it, you know? And so when I became this atheist, it was almost like you had to prove your emotions and not to my family or anybody. I think it was just to myself, like, like as if science proves everything and it does make one a little bit hard. Like it did for me. Um, like, you know, uh, if something bad happens, it's not just, oh, I'll just have faith in at that time would have been God if I was religious or in spirituality, you can still say I'll have faith in God or the universe or Mother Earth or whatever it is that you're believing in. Well, when you're an atheist, you're just like, oh, well, that's just tough luck. That's just how, how life is. And you just have to, have to accept it. when we die, there's nothing. We're born from nothing. Do you know what I mean? They're just there. There was no other dimension. It was just this dimension that we're living in, and that was it. And I think even at the time, I knew that it wasn't enough. It was just what I believed in, because I had said the reasons why I didn't believe in Christianity kind of kept me away from saying, well, I believe in, in spirituality. But then the people would say, but you're saying you don't believe in Christianity because you can't prove it because this, because this. And it would have always almost been the same things to apply to spirituality. Mm -hmm. And so coming into spirituality and justifying it, like almost feeling like I needed to justify it, releasing that, that need for justification was really, really important for me as well. Just, it was enough to say that I believe in it because of the experiences that I've had and the, mm -hmm. the ways that I've seen it affect myself and other people, you know? So, yeah. and since I've read enough books to be able to actually justify it, but you know, at the time I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, how did you come to be doing your current work? Oh, I was sat in my office and, and as you say, it's a cubicle and it was, it was quite glamorous. I'm not going to lie. It was in a fashion retail company at the head office. I was doing the analysis of sales. And I mean, when I say sales, I don't just mean numbers. I mean, does a short sleeve shirt sell better than a long sleeve shirt in black with pink dots on it? That kind of analysis. It was detailed and um, it was a lot of work. It was intricate. It was hard at times and there was a lot uh, of facets to it. And I was sitting there in that cubicle and looking out at the beautiful mountain that we have in Cape Town called Table Mountain. It's one of the wonders, natural wonders of the world actually. I'm looking out at this beautiful mountain and I must tell you, it was a panoramic view that I had from my office, like 180 degree view. And I thought to myself, my gosh, I would rather be out there climbing that mountain right now and living than coming to this rat race every day from seven in the morning till seven at night, same stuff every day. And I'm not feeling fulfilled. And I remember there's a poem that I read and it's a tattoo that actually a famous person, Angelina Jolie has on her back. And I put that, that uh, poem up against my cubicle wall and it said, a prayer to the wild at heart kept in cages. And I felt like that was me. Mm. And I had met a friend at university who had introduced me to a psychic who I'd never been to. She had just told me she'd been to a psychic. Now at the time I would have gone to a psychic because number one, I wasn't religious and I didn't think that it was the devil's work. Number two, I was atheist, so she would have to prove herself to me for me to even believe in what she was doing. So at the time, I was like, well, I felt quite depressed, and I don't think I knew it at the time, but I was super depressed, I, and for a lot of reasons, and the job was one of them. And so I had the number of the psychic that this friend at university told me about, and I thought, let me go and see her. And the funny thing is, when I went to her, I was lying on the bed and she's the type of psychic you don't say anything to. She does reflexology on your feet and she just talks, 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 talks. And she said, I feel like you're a bird that is trapped in a cage. And I started crying because how could she have known that this poem is up against my wall that says a prayer to the wild at heart kept in cages. And it was a little bird inside a cage. Ah. And so I knew she wanted something. And right. Isn't that crazy? That is and that those it's, it's, it's profound. And I knew that she was right um, because she said so many other things that were right. But one of the things that she also did is she envisioned 
what I thought at the time a ship would look like on the inside. And that was small portals, uh, well, narrower corridors, because the corridors are narrow, lower ceilings, she said that, and round windows. And she said she smells a magazine, but the kind of magazine that has the, the luxurious pages in them. So you know when you're paging through a luxurious magazine that has the thick pages? Yeah, it has a certain glossy. smell. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think, um, looking back now, that that was her symbol for luxury. Because considering where she came from and her frame of reference, Louis Vuitton and Gucci and diamonds was not in her frame of reference. But luxury magazines may have been. And so that's the industry that I'm in right now, the luxury industry. But her signal was the smell of luxury magazines and the promotion of luxury goods, which would be in luxury magazines. And so it was spot on. And I was like, and she just said to me, you have to leave your job. You absolutely have to. I don't know where it's going to take you, but I know that you have to leave your job. And I did. I did it on a whim. I just knew my, my gut told me to do it. At the time, I wasn't spiritually awakened, but I knew it was the right thing to do. And here I am. <laughs> Three here years you later. are. <laughs> okay. so, it was uh, a roller coaster, but I'm here. Indeed. So how did life invite you into the job that you're in right now? So um, I worked as a, as a merchandise analyst. I was called the planner of the team and I probably had about five buyers and we would uh, um, plan a whole season's fashion together. So four seasons of the year. And one of my buyers had been a spa therapist on ships before she went to study. And so that was when she was much younger. And before she went to study and came and did the buying job at the same company that I was at. And for the record, the, the job that we were doing was considered a really prestigious job in our community and in our country. So to leave that job was quite a big deal. And it caused quite a lot of trouble between my father and I, who is a career person and feels that you should be doing a corporate career because that kind of measures your value. And I think a lot of people struggle with that in life because there are certain things that are expected of us. And if you don't do that, well, then you're considered not a failure, but like, what are you doing with your life? Especially when you're, when you're devoting yourself to spiritual endeavors and normal people will be like, well, what are you doing? You know? And so my father was like, well, what, what on earth are you going to go and do on a ship? Like, are you going to go clean people's toilets? You know, that kind of thing. Um, well, no, that's not what I did. I actually used my degree and she told me there's this job you can do and it's called luxury goods ambassador and you basically promote all of the luxury goods for port and I was like okay I kind of have an idea but let me go and research I did the research I applied for the job I got the job I didn't get a lot of training came to Miami they plonked me on a ship (laughs) it was a small ship it was a difficult ship it was three and four day cruises which is booze cruises for the most part I was doing shows that I didn't even know what I was doing but basically what we do is we promote port retailers in the Caribbean because the Caribbean is the biggest tax and duty-free shopping mecca in the world. I mean, you have other meccas in the world that are similar. I think Dubai is one of them. But uh, the Caribbean is huge in that because these cruise ships, they carry three to 6,000 people daily into these ports and they're multiple cruise ships. They go into these ports, inevitably they shop and it's a tax and duty free area. So, I mean, you can just imagine what these stores have to offer for these guests. And it's not just normal stuff that you find back home, like designer goods. It's, it's like intricately designed jewelry that you'll never find back home at much better pricing, Mexican vanilla, silver, leather goods, you know, or it's just, it's, it's endless. And so I started the job and I thought to myself, you know, adjusting to living on a cruise ship is remember will tell you that is the one of the biggest adjustments you'll go through in your life because living on a cruise ship is very different it's a confined space number one there are no windows to your cabin um you have to learn how to be a seaman um in terms of what are the safety rules if anything should happen what is the first thing you do you leave the job that you're with and you go and do your safety um duty uh so a lot of rules and regulations And it's just such a different life. It's very difficult to explain to people. And for the first three months, I thought, you know what? I just need to survive this (laughs) and then I'll go back home and do my normal life. Well, that was three years ago. And I remember chatting to a girl on my first week and she said to me, don't worry, girl, you're going to get through this and you're probably going to do this for a long time. And I just thought, sat there thinking, no ways. I'm not going to be you. And here I am three years later, uh, four contracts in, and I absolutely love it. So that's how I got into this job, yeah. 
That is fabulous. I'm going to uh, put us on pause for a moment. I have a couple more questions for you when we return about um, how your shift began to take place because I know it happened while you were on board ship. So we are going to go off and hear from our commercial sponsors here for a moment. You're listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renee Morales. If you're interested in asking a question for myself or your Londi or even a question to be answered in a future episode, you can send that email to AskZofia, that's A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co, or you can connect up with me on Facebook at Transformation Space. And I look forward to talking some more with Yolandi after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back from the break. This is your host, Sophia Renee Morales on Sovereign Self. We are here talking with Yolandi Bell today, and we've just finished learning about how she got to the work that she does. And now I'm interested to understand how your shift in, what do I want to say, perception happened for you. What was your awakening life? What brought you to that point where it's like, you know what? I'm not really an atheist. (laughs) Okay, so I think I, I, for the most part, my spiritual awakening, as in the snap out of it, um, happened on ships. But but even before that, I had had started waking up. I just didn't know what was happening, but I was aware of it. And I had started considering myself a spiritualist, but I don't think that I knew what being a spiritualist was, even when I said that I was one. Because at the time, I had gone to the psychic that had told me that I was a bird in a cage. And when I got back home, there was another one that I went to, Norma Simon in Cape Town, and she's also an amazing woman. And what I really loved about her and what I've learned on this path is that I thought if you go to a psychic, there are going to be um, like, um, how, how do I want to say they're going to have the crystal ball. It's going to be a dark room. It's going to be a black tablecloth. Very weird. They're going to mix up potions and there's a cauldron boiling. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people have that. (laughs) Yeah. That Hollywood (laughs) psychic, the gypsy fortune teller. (laughs) Exactly. Now I don't want to offend gypsy people because 
I have been to gypsy psychics that, that call themselves gypsy psychics and they're pretty accurate. And I've, th- that, that's a learning all on itself that I've gone through in the spiritual, um, in my spiritual path. But um, going to the psychic in Cape Town that I used to go to, she's like a therapist. And do you know what actually happened? I'm going to tell you what really happened. Right at the end of my career in fashion uh, and as a fashion analyst, my mother said that she thinks that I'm depressed. And my mother felt that it had to do with a relationship that ended in a really bad way for me, uh, 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 with a guy that I was with that was going to end in marriage, but it, it, it broke up. And it's, it's just, it's the way that he handled the situation. And in the end, I realized he's a psychopath. And that's not important because I've completely dealt with that. But it's just that hard realization and just burying the emotions. And my mother was very concerned about it and said, would I consider going to a psychologist because she thinks it would help? And so I went to a psychologist. And to be very honest with you, I have a lot of respect for psychologists. I have many of them in my circle of friends and um, people that I know as professionals. But it just didn't do anything for me. I just felt like it was a series of questions that was being asked and I needed something more. And also what I didn't like is how much talking I had to do. And so that's when I went to the psychic for the first time. No, it it really, it makes me tired to speak about my, my issues all the time. I'm just one of those people. I just don't want to speak about all of my issues all the time. And so when I went to the psychic the first time, she was telling me, my issues. And I love that. She was saying, this is what you're feeling. This is what I think it's coming from. And this is what I think you should do. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need. Because when you're coming from a point of feeling depressed, especially when you don't know that you were depressed and someone like this, this sheds a light on, hello, here's a torch. Here's a light for you. This is what's going on. Do you know this? And you're like, oh my goodness, you're right. That is how I'm feeling. I didn't even know. So she's pulling things out of me without me having to even do it. And then I can think about it and work on myself. And that's how I came to trust them as psychics. And they're, they are reputable psychics that have websites, you know, that people have written reviews on, you know. And so it was even hard. It was hard for me to speak to my friends back home about it. And so I didn't. I used to just speak to my mom. And my mom was like, well, she'll try it too. And even though my mom is not as uh, spiritually advanced as I am, and my sister not, they do appreciate and understand that psychics have an ability. And at the time, this is where we were at. That's all. We just knew that this woman is able to help us and able to tell us things. Okay. So I came onto the ship. And when first I had to adjust to living on ships, then I had to adjust to my job. And by my third contract, I started meeting a lot of spiritual people. And I would have spiritual conversation. And it's like they would just find me. And my one friend who became one of my best friends on the ship is also a South African girl, but is dating um, a lovely Indonesian girl. Now, their culture is completely different to ours. She was raised in a devoutly spiritual culture. She had, I would say, a Mr. Miyagi since the age of seven, like almost like a shaman teacher teaching her the spiritual side of her life and the physical side of her life. And she would have that conversation with myself and my other friend all the time about how your spirit guides walk with you. And this was, this was a lot for me to handle. I, I'll be very honest. It was a lot for me to handle at the time, like coming from a scientific mind where, yes, I was an atheist. I don't believe in organized religion. I realize spirituality is true, but what does it mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody's throwing all of this information, it can be too much information to begin with. You, you kind of have to build the, you know, layer the cake, layer the cake of spirituality, because otherwise if you throw everything at someone, they're just going to say, well, that's bullshit. And I'm not going to believe in that. And they'll walk away from it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's um, no more credible than the religion I threw out earlier. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And this is the, the, the thing that I struggled with, with spirituality. Am I not just believing in religion, but calling it something else? Absolutely not. It's completely different. And that's why it is a path that you walk. And so, yes, <clears throat> What happened is the ship that I was on at the time, and this was about a year ago, presented a lot of spiritual. So, so sorry, let me back up. Career-wise, that ship was very stable. So I had no issues in my career and my job at the time, which I believe was a gift from the universe and from my spiritual guides at the time in order for me to focus on my spirituality. So it was a very stable ship at the time. Business was good and I was doing really well. 
And there was no significant challenge in my job. There were challenges, but nothing that pushed me out of my comfort zone. Right. But spiritually, these people were being put on my path subconsciously. Now I realize what happened, but at the time it was subconsciously. People were being put on my path that were basically pushing me towards my spiritual awakening. And first of all, it started with my best friend whose girlfriend was a, she's actually a medium. She sees dead people as she communicates with them as well and teaching me a lot of what she knew. Then there was an acupuncturist who on the ship, because we have acupuncturists on the ship, who is also a psychic, but doesn't tell people that he is, but is able to read energy as he does your acupuncture. And he did it on me all the time and I loved it. And we connected in a big way. Then a man came into my life and he was a love interest. And it was supposed to be just a friendship, a, a connected friendship, love interest. But, you know, I wasn't thinking about where this was going. And so him and I became connected, but very quickly, almost too quickly, especially from his side, I felt, well, that's, that's really, that, that's too much emotion that you're showing me because at the time I was a little bit emotionally detached still. And what transpired, and I'm going to say this very briefly is he had been in a relationship with a woman from a different country, completely different country and far in the, in, in Europe. I come from South Africa because remember, we're 40 cultures living on ships together. I was dating him and she was the type of person that was looking into his life because she was still interested in him. And so she was asking friends, mutual friends that were on our ship to find out information about me. And when I found this out, I told him and he was very upset about it and it caused a big drama in my life. Um, and what happened transpired is we were docking in New York city at the time on our ship and myself and this spiritual friend of mine were walking in the streets and this issue between myself and this guy was going on. And at the time I thought it was really, it, it was, it was just a stupid, um, love issue. But this woman grabs my arm on the street and there's this in, in, in um, uh, What's that part of New York? Sorry, I've just forgot, forgotten that that area in Manhattan that um, where the oh. where the ball drops over New Year's. Okay, Times Square. How can anybody forget what Times Square is? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so in Times Square, they had this market. It was a Sunday, and listen, a ship docking in in New York is probably one of the best experiences of your life because it's right there in Manhattan. Amazing. And New York is such a lovely city. But anyway, so this woman grabs my hand and she says, sweetheart, you need a reading. And of course, it's a psychic. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. This feels like fun. That woman was so accurate. She was gypsy. She, she, she told me she was gypsy. She was so accurate, it scared me. But she said certain things about the current situation with that guy that I wasn't aware of. And so what transpired and what I believe now is that I had experienced a psychic attack at the time, and that propelled me onto a spiritual path of finding out what does a psychic attack mean, how does it affect my life, and why is it affecting me in this love relationship. At the end of the day, what happened is it basically was just there to open my eyes to spirituality, and that the the relationship or the love triangle I was in at the time was just the the vehicle to open my eyes to spirituality and what I have learned since and the path that I was put on since is how I realized, oh my goodness, the world of spirituality is so big and there's so much to learn. And it was like, I couldn't get enough of the information of, it's like the people just came onto my path. First was her. And then I was like, no, I, I need to figure out if what she's telling me is the truth. So I asked a Zulu friend back home if her shaman uh, cousin could help me and this sounds like a friend of a friend, but I worked with shamans before back home. They're very, very talented and they're quite detached from the material physical world because of their upbringing. They've never been overseas. They've never traveled. So they're very intuitive and very connected to their ancestors and to the spiritual realm. To other cultures in our, in our country, they just think that they're silly and they're, they're dancing around the fire and being ridiculous, you know. But I believed in her powers because I, not powers, but her, in her abilities. And I said nothing to her. I said, I would like you to just do a reading on me. She does the reading in Zulu, by the way. And my friend has to translate everything she says. And my friend literally, as she was translating, I could hear the energy with which the shaman was speaking and I could hear what my friend was saying, and she literally reverberated, 
baited everything that the gypsy had told me. So the energy that they were both picking up on that was on me at the time that needed to be dispelled, number one, and that pushed me onto my path, number two, was exactly the same. So they confirmed each other's stories. And so this random lady and the shaman that I trust and believe in back home. And then, of course, I uh, also spoke to my regular psychic back home, who then confirmed that she believes there's, I've, I am under some sort of energetic psychic attack. She cannot tell me exactly where it comes from, but I need to do some cleansing. You know, it was nothing too scary, but it's just that I didn't understand what it was. And then had this hunger to find out what a psychic attack mean. What does the spiritual world mean? And that put me on a path to lead to meeting a numerologist who plotted out my whole blueprint. And this was someone that I loved and trusted, a very intelligent person, Aniston Rickstein's incredible at her job. She put me on the path to meeting you, Sophia. You did a lot of energy work in healing emotional wounds that I didn't even know were there. They didn't, I didn't even know where they came from. But you and I have been working together probably once a month, perhaps once every two weeks for maybe a year now. So, and then you put me on the path to doing um, light body work as well and reconnecting my actual spirit body to my, and so for the entire year, this whole spiritual awakening has happened and it's been crazy. It's been wonderful. It's been scary. It's been a lot of knowledge to soak in. And all the while, the world just goes on after you and they don't even know that you're going through this because you can't even speak to everybody about it, right? So <laughs> it's a crazy experience. It really is. There's like three people you can talk to and other people just look at you and they blink and they're like, well, what is that? What? Are you sure? <laughs> Do you think you're, you're maybe going crazy? <laughs> and, so, and that's part of the reason so we're doing right. this show, right? <laughs> yes, because... You know, I, I went through this whole thing. If I have to mention the amount of hours and the people that were involved in all of this, if I had to tell people who are not spiritually connected at all, they'd be like, I think you're certifiable. I think we need to admit you. To us, to, and I'm not at all. In fact, I've just grown so much and read up about it, read books from people that I feel are have scientific brains that can say, look, this is the science behind it. This is why it's real. This is why the quantum field of energy is there. This is why you can, can um, create your own future. It's not just, oh, I'm telling you to believe it. Here's the here evidence. See what it is. Try it for yourself. And my experiences with you, with, with so many other people, have really, like, the change in my life has been phenomenal, really. Oh, that is Amazing and wonderful. And I want to know more about the change that it's had in your life, but we're going to go to break here in just a moment. So for the listeners out there, if you have any questions you would like to see answered on Sovereign Self, send an email to askzofia at transformationspace.com. That's A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Zofia Renea, that's Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A, or on Instagram, same, uh, same handle, Zofia Renea. So we will go off to break now, and we'll see you back on the flip side. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel. 
Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. So this is Sovereign Self, and we're back from the break. I'm talking with Yolandi Bell, and we just finished talking about the, uh, the events that pushed her into a spiritual awakening. And so, Yolandi, what I would like to follow up on at this point is you had this awakening while you were doing your current job, which many people would look at and go, this is very 3D world materialistic work that you're doing. So how do you weave together the spiritual aspects of what you do with this really, uh, what I want to say, financially focused, materially focused employment that you're in? Well, initially when I had my spiritual awakening, I saw it as two separate things, my job and then my spiritual side. But now I've realized that it's I can completely... Um, incorporate the two with each other and use my spirituality to be a better version of myself at my job. Because in my job, what I do is I speak to a lot of people. I connect with a lot of people. I host um, shows to educate people on what to purchase when they go into port. Um, And it's about 200, 300 people at at a time that are coming to these shows. There are two to three to 4,000 people on my ship at any given point in time that I meet at my desk. They're watching my channel on channel 11 is my dedicated shopping channel. So people are seeing me and inevitably are uh, experiencing my energy on a daily basis. And these people turn over every cruise, they turn over and a new set of people come. And so I realized that even though, I am promoting shopping, which a lot of people will think, oh, that's so superficial. I'm actually helping people create an experience because when you're shopping on a cruise, you're doing it as an experience. You are creating tangible memories or gathering tangible memories of your cruise experience, which for many people has taken them a year to come on this vacation. We live on the ship and we forget that you know, we're here every day, all the time. So cruising for us doesn't mean anything, but for other people, it is that one getaway that they have in the year. And then they find that one tangible thing that I help them to get the best price on or to even find that they didn't know where to find. And it commemorates that cruise. Like I'd have a guest that'll say, three years ago, I I worked with a shopping expert, which is basically what I do. And they helped me shop for this ring. My husband was with me. He bought it at the time. Since then, my husband has passed and I wear the ring every day to remember him. You know, stories like this that I realize I can incorporate my spiritual energy so that when I'm standing on that stage and consciously thinking of me giving off high frequency love energy, gratitude energy, creating a mutually beneficial experience between myself and my audience so that those people who seek to have the experience that I offer find me and that I'm able to give that to them and then I, in turn, then get the um, reach the targets that I need to reach. But All of it is a mutually beneficial relationship. I ask the universe to put the people who need my services on my path. I just, I I don't just stand there and think, I want this. I want this. I want to make that money. I want to do this and that. If I did that, I I, I think I wouldn't be able to survive in, in the industry because at the end of the day, I am this spiritual being that needs to know that I'm doing the best I can for people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm able... Exactly. I am able 
to create that experience. And in the beginning, I'm going to be very honest, I didn't believe in my own experience that I was creating because I thought maybe I'm just selling it to people. Then people would come to me and say, you were the best part of our vacation. And I almost didn't know what to do with that compliment in the beginning. You made such a difference. You spent your whole day getting off the ship, walking through stores with us, helping us shop. And I think to myself, why is shopping so important? Well, because they've waited an entire year to come and do something that's just for them. They're not at work. They're not cooking. There are no kids running around them. You know, and I, you don't realize how much it means to these people. To me, it's a mundane everyday thing, but to them, it's, you know, special, it's important. Plus now they've be been able to get that engagement ring that they were looking for back home that was double the price back home. Now they're saving on taxes and duties and they can trade in and upgrade it any year, any time they want, you know? So in the beginning, I thought to myself, well, is this really that important? And now I realize it really makes such a difference. We don't realize how we affect people's lives in your everyday job for whatever job you're doing. My sister is a pharmacist. She's unaware of how much she's affecting someone's life just by approving that medication for that person that has cancer that really needs that medication. And she's the person that put the signature on that sheet and said, yes, the medical aid has to pay for it. What a difference that makes to that person's life. But all of us are doing these mundane tasks or seemingly mundane tasks, yet we affect each other so much and we actually have such a big effect on each other's lives. And so when I think about it that way, I realize my spirituality is in my job all the time. And yes, I do have ways of preparing myself for the, for every cruise that is spiritual now that I do that I never used to do. Yeah. Yeah. So how does it feel to be in this job now as compared to how it felt before? How did it feel before you went through this shift? I feel I'm aware now, whereas before I just went through the notions. So, I would get tired. My energy would get drained because that happens a lot. When you're performing in front of people and people require your assistance so much, it drains your energy. I would get depressed. I wouldn't eat healthy. I wouldn't go to the gym, you know, and I wouldn't perform as like at an optimal level as I should. Now I have focus. I know that if I don't go to the gym, I won't have the energy to be grounded. I need to, I know that my spiritual, um, my spiritual, let's say, Achilles heel is groundedness. I need to be grounded because I have a lot of eights in my name, which makes me ungrounded. So I have identified the things that I need to do that'll help me do my job best on a spiritual level because that was what was missing for me. My entire life was that, that connection to who I am spiritually and that when you are connected, there's balance because balance is the most important thing, isn't it? You need to have a spiritual balance and we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. So you have to have that physical um, balance as well. You know, whether you're not the type of person who goes to the gym maybe, but you are the type of person that wants to go for a walk around the block three times, but do it every single day because that's what keeps you grounded. That discipline of doing that every day or that discipline of doing that 15 minutes of yoga every day. So for me, that's what has changed, like the awareness of having to be grounded and that it's not an option. You have to do these things and set them in place to, to build the blocks up to where you want to be because you're not just going to get what you want. You have to give back. You have to put the steps in place in order to walk up the stairs to reach that highest point of yourself and achievement as well because I really do believe that your physical goals you have in this world go hand in hand with your spirituality and that they need to be balanced, but that you can absolutely achieve them. I would have to say two of the things that I struggled with when I came into spirituality was my love for looking my best, which in my mind, I thought, isn't that vain? How vain it is that I always want to have my makeup just so. I always want to have my nails done. I want my clothes to fit properly. I want to wear nice shoes. How vain and materialistic that has nothing to do with spirituality. Now I realize that's not true. There is nothing wrong with taking care of your physical temple that you live in and wanting to look good and wanting an identity because those things give you an identity too, you know? Having your hair a certain way, dressing a certain way, that gives you who you are in this life. And there is nothing wrong with that. There's also nothing wrong with aspiring to make money because money isn't really what we want. We want the freedom that comes with money. Yes? 
Uh, and some people, yes, they want money so that they can tell their friends that they have it. For me, it's not that. It's for the fact that I'd love to travel the world, that I'd love to give back to people who need. If I'm able to make, I can give back to people who need. I can support my family, some of them that need it, some of them don't, you know. So that's what it is to me. And if I'm in the industry that it'll allow that, I'm certainly going to use my spirituality to affect people in a good way too. That's a beautiful thing. So what are your daily spiritual practices? How do you approach life now that you've had your awakening that's different than it used to be? I'm not very much of a morning person. And a lot of people say that you should do things in the morning. So I've taught myself now, especially before a show day, before I have a big show on stage. On that day, I have preparations that I do. And it's, um, I would say that recently, and you and I have discussed this quite in depth, doing grid clearings as in clearing the energy of my, my own space, of the ship, or of any space I work in, doing gratitude manifestation or meditations, writing down what I am grateful for, sending love to the people who will be at my show and who will be helping me host my show, it's love and gratitude to, to them, um, and then listening to motivational videos, a lot of Oprah's things, a lot of... Um, uh, is it Wayne Dyer's videos? Uh, his that I w- listen to. There are cu- there are a couple of people that really have some beautiful, motivational, uplifting things. And I also listen to a lot of music. Um, and I used to in the past, to be very honest with you, listen to whatever I wanted. But not all music has the same vibration. Not all of it is high frequency, and it can really push you into a low frequency. And so I had this discussion with you as well, and you said, well, muscle test. Make sure that you're listening to something that is a high vibration. And so Mozart's Fifth Symphony, I put on loud in my cabin just to get my, you know, my energy up. So those are the kinds of things that I would do maybe before a show, but on a daily basis, express gratitude by writing down five things I am grateful for, no matter how bad my handwriting is, no matter how tired I am at night, it's in my journal, it's out there in the universe, you know, and then meditation for me. And and I have a meditation I listen to, and it is a manifesting your destiny meditation, and it's guided. Sometimes I find that I, my mind, if I'm very tired or if a lot's going on, I could sometimes battle to have focus in meditation. So guided meditations work for me. And I listen to them and basically in, envisioning what I want my future to be um, is what I do in those med- meditations. I also would say that I write down what I want to achieve and how will I give back? If I achieve, I, I, and this is something you and I spoke about, I wrote down a certain achievement that I want within this contract. And if I achieve that, what I, what I want to give back into the universe for achieving that. So for me, everything is mutually beneficial relationships. If I'm not the person that is healing people or doing sessions like you are, how can I help someone to do that? for other people. And yes, I've come into reading tarot cards as well. And honestly, it helps so many people and it's amazing. So, and I don't think I would have been able to do it if I wasn't on ships and had so many different people uh, that I meet that are interested and that want to have the help. So yeah, I think that's how I prepare for uh, on a daily basis and cleaning, just cleaning the energy. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, three to 6,000 people is a lot of new folks to come into your life every five days. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So we've got just a couple minutes left in the show here. What is it you would like to share with people? What have been your major learnings around what it is to be spiritual in this life? I would say up to this point, and I consider myself a young spiritualist because I think your entire life is, is a spiritual road that you develop and you become more and more in tune. But the biggest thing that I've learned thus far is, and you and I had this discussion, is that there is spiritual and psychic people in this world. And you can be both, but you're, it's not a mutually inclusive concept. It doesn't mean that because you're spiritual that you are psychic or that because you're psychic, you're spiritual. And so in my path, I thought, well, if you're psychic, you must be spiritual and you must have a great energy. No, I've met some low frequency psychic vibrations through people that have done readings on me and I have felt my energy has felt depleted when I've left them. And so 
it's just understanding that there's so much to learn in the spiritual realm that I'm still learning that going with your gut, if it feels like this area or this person or this situation you're in is not your vibration, then that's your spirit guide speaking to you and step away, you know, um, because I've had readings from psychics that they weren't wrong. Uh, the, the readings were accurate, but they've had their own personal agenda or they want to make money out of you. And that's so sad in our industry because for the people who are not spiritually in tune and not even psychic, they fall into the hands of people like that. They will, they will disbelieve in the power of the spiritual universe. And um, so it's basically just learning. It's sorting through the, the garbage. There is the good high frequency and then there's the lower frequency. And you just need to find the path through all of it because it's a completely new realm that you're learning. Just like a kid is learning to find its way and his language. And, uh, you know, when we're raised as children in this world, now we're, when you have a spiritual awakening, you're the same. You're starting from scratch. You're learning your own spiritual language, your own spiritual symbols, and you're learning to cut through the rubbish. Thank you. That's a lot of wisdom. I appreciate that, Yolandi. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. It was amazing. Yes. So if you're interested in getting a hold of Yolandi, uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Yolandi Bell. That's Y-O-L-A-N-D-I-B-E-L-L-E. Uh, if you would like to have more contact with your host, myself, Sophia Renee, you can follow me on LinkedIn at Sophia Renee Morales. That's Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A-M-O-R-A-L-E-S. Or you can follow me on Facebook, Transformation Space. Or you can reach out to me on my website, transformationspace.co. So that is pretty much it for the show today. We are looking forward to more interesting guests as we move down the road here. I thank you so much for your time and being with us. Have an amazing day. Blessings. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 